Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to A Year of Grace, my favorite podcast for sure. How about yours? Is this your favorite podcast too, you sweet dearies? Y'all, it's Shannon. You're something new podcaster. You're something new blogger and very grateful and happy and healthy Texas girl. Y'all, we are going to hit pause for this episode, episode 15. We're hitting pause on specifically the topics that we were covering last time. Now, why? Why would we do that? Well, (laughs) y'all know what is happening in our world today. I had prepared for this year of grace to be a complete and total year focusing in and studying and really just delving into God's word about this particular topic, grace, his unmerited favor, the blessings that flow upon us from a gracious and good father. But instead, y'all, what has happened in our world over the past several days? Shutdowns, shut-ins, close-offs, shelter-in-place, don't-move <laughs> orders coming from every direction all across the globe. Your needs have risen to the top. They have taken precedence as well they should over the schedule that the Lord and I had before this outbreak of the coronavirus, this COVID-19 virus has taken over our world. It feels like it has, sweet dearies, but it hasn't. It hasn't really taken over our world. Our father's not afraid of this virus. Our father was not shocked by this virus. He had promised me in in visiting with him late last fall, he had promised me that 2020 was going to be an epic adventure. Epic is a word that until these conversations with our father began, I never used. Epic. To me, it's, it's almost a mystical word. It's a Homer. It's an Iliad. It's a traveling band of sailors encountering all manner of adventure. It's discovery of the Wild West. It's an epic discovery. It's Lewis and Clark. It's the Renaissance. It's times in life that are epic. And until he began leading me down the path that this year, 2020, was going to be our, the collective our, epic adventure, and never said the word. It's not a word I use. Epic. And your questions, your concerns, 
they all point back to uncertainty and to fear. The base of it all is uncertainty, and it is fear, uncertainty and fear. Whether or not you know and believe that we serve a good and gracious God, the heart of all of these concerns are uncertainty and fear. And for those reasons, in order to answer questions and talk to you specifically about things that you've shared since we gathered together for episode 14, we have to stop where we were and we have to jump to where we are. The biggest problem that is faced today is not what is going on around us. It is our response to what is going on around us. Many of you know I love, love, love to read. I I read and read and I read. I am I'm drawn to learn as much as I can in as many different avenues as I can. Right now, I have a burning desire to become a stronger student of geography, which is just, it's craziness because I am not a geography-minded girl. I have confused Ecuador with Equator. I have confused Guadalajara with Guatemala. I'm not, I am not a geography girl. And yet, I'm asking the chief, I'm asking my girl to help me. Let's do some drill and practice. Let's do some worksheets. Let's let's get this down. I want to know. I want to know. And one of the topics that I most study is under a heading that you you probably could just call proactivity. Proactivity. Now, I'm going to take a very short break. And when I return, I'm going to share with you the list that I have developed from your questions and comments and concerns about the coronavirus. And we're going to talk about it in terms of proactivity and the grace of God. Please stay with me. I will be right back. Hi, this is Meg, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. year of grace. As we were discussing right before the break, we visited about the list that I've developed from your comments and your questions and your concerns during this time of the coronavirus. These things summarize the end result of all of the messages I've received. You're telling me these things. I'm scared. I'm lonely. 
I'm nervous. I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm mad. I'm at a loss of how to move forward. The bottom line for every comment, every question, every concern that you have had, that I have had, is I'm at a loss. Where is my old life? Where did it go? Who took it away? I I really want it back. I'm not a fan of this new life that's been forced upon me. I preferred my old life, my old gig, the way I was doing things. Now I'm scared. Now I'm lonely. I'm isolated. And I am literally all alone in my apartment, in my dorm room, in my home. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I can't turn on my television, my radio. I can't look online without learning more heartbreaking news from this pandemic. I'm so, so nervous and I'm angry. I'm so angry. I wasn't anticipating this. I'm not in favor of this. I don't want this to be happening in my community or in my state or to my family, my elderly parents or my young children. I'm upset. I'm just upset. This has all been taken out of my control. What am I to do now? I'm upset and I'm mad. I'm fighting mad. I'm spitting mad, as we say in the South. Who is making these decisions on my my behalf? Do I agree or don't I? Would I do it differently? Undoubtedly. We all would. We all approach something like this slightly differently because of our God-given temperaments, because of our God-given personalities, because of the way we live in this world. I will tell you the cure for the question, what do I do? I'm at a loss. Where is my old world? Where is the life I preferred? The answer lies in trusting God, trusting our Father, and becoming, if we are not already, very proactive. I am an extremely proactive person. Extremely. It would shock (laughs) y'all to know how proactive I am. Part of it, yes, was temperament, God-given temperament. He knew I would need this gift, this grace gift. He knew how much I would need to learn to read the signs around me for protection in my home growing up. He knew how much I would need to be aware of my surroundings morning 
noon, night, overnight. There were few times in my life growing up where I felt safe. I always felt safe with my mama and papa. I always felt safe at the farm. I always felt safe when my brother and my cousin and I spent a week or one lucky summer, two weeks with my mom and papa. I can honestly say, however, I never felt safe with any other family member. And so I learned the signs. I learned to be proactive. In a time growing up, in the 80s, the 90s, things like this were not discussed. No one discussed being proactive. But God gave me the gracious gift of having an ability to read the signs, to know what was going around me, to be action-oriented, to be change-oriented, to initiate behaviors on my own to protect me, to protect those around me. I learned to act in advance of a fearful future situation. We can ask our Father to help us today become proactive. It is like flipping a switch. We go from being fearful, lonely, nervous, angry, upset and mad, daughters of a mighty king who are sitting in chairs in their homes, in their apartments, in their dorm rooms, scared, at a loss. It will change us into being daughters of the king who were proactive who are seeing, who are interpreting, anticipating. How can we shift? Where should we shift? What should we do next? Will people laugh? Yes. Will they not understand? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Will they think our intuition, our gift from God is off? Undoubtedly. I know many of you grew up with me. We grew up with Oprah, right? We grew up with Phil Donahue and Oprah. And then just Oprah. We grew up with her. When I was growing up, one of the greatest gifts, greatest gifts that I personally ever can recall with Oprah was interviewing Gavin DeBecker. If you have not read The Gift of Fear, I cannot recommend it enough. I will put it out on my Amazon storefront for you. He's an amazing man, a fantastic author, and he talks to us about the inherent gift, he says. The inherent gift of a gut feeling. Well, I had gut feel. 
<laughs> feelings as early. I honestly would say as early as second and third grade, y'all know second grade would be what I would consider my last happy year of childhood. And I had gut feelings then. Gut feelings. The gut feeling is a gift. It's a grace gift from our father to help us anticipate and change in order that will well matched with future adversity. So we're not caught off guard. So we're ready. Our Father wants us to be ready. Psalm 46 tells us this, God is our refuge and strength. Not a newscast. Not sitting in a dark room hoping for the best. No, God is our refuge and strength. He, we can say, he is an ever-present help in trouble. Is he always there for us? Yes, the psalmist says. Yes, he is an ever-present help. You can say in your mind, in times of trouble. God is our refuge and strength. And when we go to him and we pray to him, he hears our prayers and he will increase our grace gift of productivity. Of proactivity, of professionalism, of pride in our ability to anticipate change, to self-initiate change for ourselves, for our family, for our loved ones, our dear friends, colleagues, neighbors. He will help us to become more and more productive in our proactive times. When I come back from this break, I want to share a very powerful verse with you. I'll be right back, so please stay with me. Hi, this is The Chief, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by The Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back, everyone. Let's conclude our time together right now by me sharing with you the verse I just mentioned. It's from the Gospel of Luke. It's chapter 11, verses 9 and 10. So if you don't have your Bible in front of you right now, do not worry because I will be happy to read this passage for us. Jesus is teaching us how to pray, how to freely go to our Father and ask for the desires of our heart. Sweet dearies, we need to desire an increase in our grace gift of proactivity. 
The words of Luke 11, 9 and 10 say, ask, and it will be given to you. Ask, my sweet dearies, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. We can go to our Father, our God, the ever-present refuge and strength, the help that we desperately need in times of trouble. The psalmist says in Psalm 46, verse 1, and we can ask, we can seek, and we can find. We do not need to, nor are we called to sit at a loss, waiting for our old life to return. It will not. It will not. It will not return. We still cannot let being scared or lonely, nervous, angry, upset, or just being fighting, spitting mad, stop us from being proactive, moving forward, moving on, moving with strength, moving with dignity, moving with confidence, moving with freedom. We are the daughters of a king. A king. He does not want us sitting in a chair in a dark room. We must be proactive. We must turn our eyes to our future, turn our eyes to helping others. This is a time when we all must gather together. We all, whether we believe in the graciousness of our Heavenly Father or not, we all must extend grace and kindness to one another. We are in a desperate time, a time of trouble, the psalmist says. And yet, when we ask and we seek and we knock, we will find the ability, the desire, the willingness to be proactive, not only in our lives, but in the lives of those around us. Now, sweet y'all, there is so much more to say. But I will save those stories for another day when we are able to gather together once again. I cannot thank y'all enough for being with me. Please continue to know I read and pray over every single thing, every comment, every word, every question, every concern that you share with me. They are all 
a blessing to me. They are not an inconvenience, a hindrance or a bother. They warm this Texas girl's heart and they fill me. They help point me closer to our father so that I may point you closer to him. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to gather together with you each time. I am already ready for next time. Until that day, for now, from me in Texas, that's a wrap. Bye for now.